We made it to November, everybody. Yay, 2020 is almost over. We are going to bring you some more wonderful healers to discuss what goes on in the world of COVID-19 with all of the stress. We actually have International Stress Awareness Day on November 4th, ironically, the day after the election. We have Veterans Day, November 11th. We have International Survivors of Suicide Day on November 23rd. It's a, it's a month of gratitude, though. It's a month of being thankful for what we do have. Um, it's World Kindness Day on November 13th, which falls on a Friday this year. So that should be fun. So we're very happy you're here. We're very happy that you've decided to listen to this podcast. And we'd love for you to write a review if you're enjoying it, share it with somebody else, or if you're interested in sponsoring, please reach out. Enjoy the show. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. It is November, and we've made it. And today, we have Dr. Moss to join us. She is a direct primary care physician that I've had the great pleasure of speaking with before. And um, well, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm very happy that you're here. I'm very happy that we have somebody in Pinellas County doing direct primary care. It's certainly um, not as common as it's going to be in about 10 more minutes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But you are at the, the cutting edge of what I think is so fantastic, which is just innovating um, listening to your patients and then creating the business medical practice that you want to have that's best suited for your life and for your patient's life. Do I assume correctly? Yes. Yes. That's a good assumption that you made. (laughs) Good. Well, I would love for you to just, um, first of all, tell everybody a little bit about you um, and why you decided to go into the direct primary care model. Sure. Um, Well, I'm a family doctor. My uh, board certification is in family medicine. And I've, you know, always just wanted to, one, have my own practice. It was something that was, I wanted to do coming out of residency, but timing, funding, etc. wasn't the right time. And when I decided to make the jump, it was because I felt, you know, in my heart that people needed to be heard. They don't want to be treated like a number. They don't want two minutes in the office visit. And then, you know, they've been waiting for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the patients that have known me a long time, they know how I practice and it's looking you in the eye and listening to what's going on and finding out what your life is like. Because um, in my experience, a lot of the diagnosis, a lot of the problem can come, you know, you can figure it out from just listening to the person in front of you. So if you don't take the time to do that, you, you know, it, it just becomes a, well, here, try this or here, try that rather than, you know, working together to come up with solutions that'll really work for that individual person, you know? Sure. So can you um, tell everybody a little bit about what the direct primary care model is? Because I don't, think it's um a co- it's common in my vernacular to say right. things like direct primary care but i don't think a lot of people know uh, exactly what that model is so let's let's let the audience hear about that 
Sure. Well, direct primary care means basically you're a direct, you're directly contracted with patient and doctor. So we try not to invite a middleman in to the exam room with us. So for a lot of people, that's their insurance company or something like that, that dictates, okay, we can do this and this, but not this. And, uh, or we can only spend this much time because I've got to make sure that everybody else in that, in that queue is seen. Um, in a nutshell, your uh, the contract between the physician and the doctor is what you make it. So in my practice, it's an annual fee that if if need be, we can break it up into monthly installments. Um, for other direct primary care practices, it, it might be a little bit different, but we also make sure that when you come, it's not um, it's not necessarily limited. So if I need to see somebody four days in a row for uh, wounds that were, you know, rebandaging or treating, or I need to see it because, you know, they've got an infection or something, there's no additional cost to them, you know, coming in. And I've found that people will delay lots of things because they think, oh, I can't afford it, or I can't go back, or I can't go in. You know, they know that, okay, well, I know I saw her Tuesday. She said to come back Thursday, but, you know, it's already it's already kind of built into my budget. It's already done. And so people are less likely to put off something important. So um, some real talk here, some candid talk here, mm -hmm. uh, speaking from all of what I've heard through the years when I tell patients about what direct primary care is, they say they think it's concierge and they think it's just for the rich. I mean, I've heard this is, these are the things people say to me. Sure. I don't have that kind of money. Why would I go to a doctor that doesn't take insurance? Now, I know, because I mostly work with physicians that don't take insurance, mm -hmm. that it is, um, it's a personal choice, number one, right? Yeah. Um, when you hear all of the complaining about how long you have to wait to get an appointment, how little a doctor spends with you, how there is no eye contact, um, that, that is because that is a, a very corporate model where just like you said there's only a certain amount of time allotted and a, a whole bunch of people waiting in the waiting room and you have to go 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 so breaking out of the corporate model which i like to call it like the handcuffs and yeah. going oh you know i want to practice medicine the way i actually thought it would be like in medical school yeah <laughs> you know, taking care of people and and, and spending time with them and enjoying what you're doing, which I'm, I know, I can see the joy the first time I, I met you, even though it was through Zoom, I could still see right. joy <laughs> to what people might believe. Um, and, and I think that there's a lot of misnomers out there. So I want to kind of combat what those misnomers are. Um, first of all, are you, where do you show your pricing for the model? Is it on the website? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I have my pricing right on the website. So there's no surprises or anything like that. Um, and for anybody who has questions about, you know, they don't know who I am or they don't know if they feel comfortable, we can do like a Zoom like this or have them come in and, you know, see where the office is, see what it looks like, make sure that they're comfortable before they ever sign on the dotted line. Um, and, you know, for me, and every doctor price is different, includes different things, has different services, but, um, you know, our pricing isn't that much more than, you know, the average cell phone bill 
or, you know, or what most people are probably spending on uh, a fancy uh-huh. coffee. Exactly. Yeah. Let's just throw them under the bus. I'm thinking about going and get one after this. Right. Exactly. So, you know, given, you know, putting it in that kind of perspective, people kind of get, oh, okay. Yeah. That's not that expensive. Um, for mine, it's a hundred dollars a month. So, you know, it's, I think fairly pretty affordable and for people who and because I have patients that have insurance too you know they'll use their insurance for like their labs or x-rays or if they have to go have a specialist or a procedure done but they appreciate that when they call me I can call them back our staff gets back to you you know we don't have the oh you'll call and never hear back again or you know I never knew what my lab results were you know I take the time to actually type them out and say okay this is what we have this is where we're going this are, these are the next steps so there's no you know question marks they don't they don't feel like they've been abandoned out there well I'm um, super grateful that you shared that because um now I'd like to you know speak about a hundred dollars a month sure holy <laughs> crap people that's only a hundred bucks a month yeah. Like I spend a hundred dollars on my hair. Right. In a day. <laughs> so, right. Like there's a lot of it. Um, but there's something to be said about making this personal choice, right? Mm-hmm. If you, cause God knows I have heard the complaints about waiting and the front office staff and how nasty everybody is and not all the time, but big majority. Um, the hospitality and healthcare portion of this direct primary care is bar none surpasses what the average primary care practice will look like. And now everybody can get mad at me if they want to. I have yet to go in and feel like, wow, this is, this is exactly what I'm looking for. You know, somebody to, to throw a clipboard at me and, you know, tell me to sign in. Um, it is, it is amazing that people will spend or, or really base everything that they do with their own health on an insurance card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And complain about it. Yeah. So we're here to tell you that you have a choice now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you don't just offer um, primary care. You also do some great cosmetic. Yeah. In your office. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So, and, and this is just something that I thought was fine and that mostly my female, but I have female clients that decided, oh, this is fun. I'd rather come to you than go across to Tampa or something like that. You know, what do you think about offering this? So I did a little research and I was like, oh yeah, this looks like something I could definitely do and definitely offer. Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool, and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I worked with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Thai Technology Rocks. Um, And what I like about it is that, you know, there's some instant gratification, right? And on top of that, people walk out feeling a little bit more confident. So... 
Uh, so for me, it's also gratifying. So I get something out of it too. And so that is like some Botox and some mm -hmm. wonderful, maybe Juvederm or something. So yep. Yeah. yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you have it in a place where they feel comfortable already? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So what has it been like um, during this pandemic for you, personally and then professionally? So personally, um, it's been a little difficult, you know, because that same connection that we have, we've had to, you know, space out appointments unlike we had before and things like that. And then with my family, uh, my husband is in the high risk category. Uh, so, you know, we've been trying to be extra careful and I'm a doctor. So I'm like, you know, on the front lines exposed, trying to keep myself healthy as well. Uh, so that's been a little stressful. Um, we have our kids that are homeschooling and my husband's help, you know, taking care of the lion's share of that because he uh, also has an IT business and can do a lot of things remotely. So uh, he's been working from home, teaching from home, trying to coordinate that stuff. Um, haven't been able to see our families because uh, we have family, um, our, our moms are down in Miami. So, you know, trying to make sure that they stay healthy too. So those are kind of the, the personal aspects of it. Um, professionally, it's been hard because there's just a lot of people who have a lot of anxiety about a lot of things, but um, the pandemic really elevated a lot of people's anxiety. I, um, and they feel, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but uncomfortable doing anything, you know, whether it's just your regular shopping or coming to the office, we're doing a lot more televisits and things like that, um, phone and video, so that people can get some care, you know, it may not be the ideal, but at least we're not, nobody's abandoned. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard because I'm a bit empathic, so people that come in and they're feeling down and they're feeling um, anxious, they're, you know, they're just kind of not feeling where, where they're supposed to be in the world. And, you know, I take a lot of that on, <laughs> um, despite, you know, you know, you're supposed to be objective and distant, but my patients are like family. So, you know, when they're hurting, I'm hurting too. So that's been a little bit rough is to, you know, have a little bit more of that going on. Well, I've always been, um, you know, I ran a pediatric office for many years, and before that, it was adult medicine um, in New York. And what I've realized mostly in the pediatric practice was there there needed to be this um, synergy between um, primary care and mental health. I would say that we had a lot of referrals out to a lot of. Um, therapists, a lot of child psychologists, a lot of, a lot, we're talking about a lot of rehabs, you know, mm -hmm. because of adolescence and such. And primary care offices that are not direct primary care are typically very, very busy. Yeah. Just, mm -hmm. I mean, I would say the busiest practices are the primary care practices. Absolutely. Um, right? Everybody needs one. You know, we all need to go to a doctor and get a physical and get blood work. And so everybody always has that primary care. So have you had some kind of developed relationships with the mental health community or, or how, what does that look like in your office? 
Well, for me, I have my favorite go-to people <laughs> um, that I will typically call and or you know or give their card to a patient and say, "Here, this is the person who I think would be the best fit for what you're going through right now." Um, and people, you know, people don't always follow directions, so we don't always necessarily make that that connection. But yeah, I've I've been basically from the beginning. You know, if you need therapy. I am, you know, definitely can hear what's going on and kind of help you down that road, but I'm not a, a licensed mental health counselor. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to have that, you know, and every counselor is not going to be for everybody, but I really think it's important to have those connections as well. Yeah. You know, it was just um, Monday, this past Monday. Well, this is airing Monday. So a week ago uh -huh. today, <laughs> Um, it was um, National Stress Awareness Day. Okay, and I was we, not aware of that. Yeah, I mean, because there's, there's all these new hashtags, which yeah. I'm always grateful for that we're bringing some attention to these mental health days. We're going to have um, Suicide Survivor Day coming up in November. And right now there's so much stress, right? And I would assume that, you know, people feel very comfortable with you as their family doctor. Um, that they must be sharing so much with you and to yeah. be that um, hope that you're providing is, is there's a great need because we're, we're all feeling the stress of what's going yeah. on in the world. Um, combine that with an election that's the never ending election. Right. Um, <laughs> and the hurricane models that we're seeing that look like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> 2020 has been too much already. Much. <laughs> too much. We deserve some good. So, but there is good. We have a direct primary care physician right here in Pinellas County, which I think I've always been very excited um, about what you're doing. I love when um, people, doctors step out and, and really because it's stepping out in faith yeah. that you can do it, right? I mean, there's a lot of fear behind that. Because there is. Yeah, much easier to just go ahead and join that big hospital or that big group and, you know, have somebody else run a business. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I never went to business school. I really wish I had. <laughs> but, you know, the business part is the part that's, you know, a learning curve, at least it was for me. Um, Even all the other doctors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, and it's funny that you say that because I really believe when people say, oh, you know, doctors are terrible at business. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> like, thank God, not just for me, because it keeps me in business, but because I actually want you to focus on my health. Right. My health yeah. is way more important than you running that business. So there's, there's people that, that can help with, with other things. And I think um, having programs and, and maybe some courses and stuff are always great for physicians to learn more, but really like I suck at accounting, Dr. Moss. I, right. Nobody wants me to do accounting for them. They would be broke. <laughs> <laughs> so I hire people, you know, and, um, and that's what we, we kind of have to do. We have to navigate, but you're right. I mean, it is such a shocking, I feel like it's shocking to most doctors when they go into business. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think of how many little things that come up, right? The things that you didn't think about having to manage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's like other humans that have to work for you. Yeah. That's always fun. Yes. <laughs> well, I am just so happy that you were able to come and, and talk with me today because we need you. 
we need you here. You do so, and you also do IV therapy. Um, limited. Yes. I have some patients where, you know, if they got dehydrated or if they've got like a headache or something like that, we'll do IVs. Mm -hmm. Um, we've thought about expanding it, but we're not quite there yet. And right now with the pandemic, we just don't have the space for everybody to be in and still be socially distanced. So we haven't like proceeded with that yet. Sure. Have you found more people just reaching out via telehealth through this? Mm -hmm. Yes. And you're very comfortable with that? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of um, fun to have a little window into, usually it's their home, uh, occasionally an office, but a little window into their home and what it's like. And, um, you know, people will sometimes get all dressed up and other times they're kind of like in their jammies and like, Hey, Dr. Moss. (laughs) It is. It's great. I love even that was about like the award shows we've gotten to see dogs running through the ground you know all of that I think is so fun yeah so there's been silver linings for sure through um what we're going through and and you certainly being a part of Pinellas County and and having a practice right here in Tampa Bay is awesome for all of us so I highly recommend everybody checks out Dr. Moss all of the information about how to reach you is in our show notes and uh I appreciate you being here thank you thank you for the invitation Happy Gratitude Month. Thank you. Definitely feeling the gratitude. Yes. We'll, we'll count our blessings until the next, you know, thing hits. Yes. <laughs> no more. We're kidding. All right. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. Take care. Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. T-I-E Technology. Check them out. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. We would love it if you subscribed. This way you'll get notified every time there's a new episode, which in fact are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Please feel free to leave a review. It really helps us and we appreciate your support. Thank you.